I'd say, you know, we certainly have some massive deals out there, laundromats, you know, multi-unit oil changes or what have you. But a lot of the things that our clients are getting involved in, when you look at franchise fees, startup costs, and working capital all in grouped together, we're probably in the you know, 150 to 300 range is very, very common from an all-in investment. And the returns, the returns, I think, are what get people excited. You know, certainly it's across the board, but you can really deliver some high ROI that you can't achieve in the public markets and or many private investments. Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show, John Austinson. How are we doing, brother? Hey, Matthew, doing great. Appreciate you having me. So today's going to be a cool conversation. We've been getting a lot of uh, our listeners very interested, as you and I were talking before, about getting into business ownership, owning their own businesses. And there are you know, so many different vehicles and models and ways of going about doing that. I'm curious, before we dig into some of that, Tell a little bit more about how you got into this space, what your industry actually is and consists of, and ultimately what Frambridge Consulting is. Yeah, absolutely. So my background, like so, so many of your listeners, spent many years in the corporate world, had a great run and you know, could have kept doing that forever, but had that itch to do something a little more entrepreneurial and really didn't know what that looked like. And so um, I stepped from a big public company into um, a private company, had the opportunity to serve as president of Shelf Genie franchise system. And uh, Shelf Genie is custom pull-out shelving for your kitchens and pantries all across North America. And um, had the opportunity to support franchise owners on a daily basis all across the country. And um, it, for me, that was the light bulb moment to, hey, there's a better path to business ownership, but a lot of people don't know about it. They think franchising, they think fast food, and yet there's so many other industries. And I just saw all these different backgrounds and walks of life stepping away and, and getting involved in working for themselves, building their own empire instead of someone else's, uh, which I think we long all long to do. So fast forward, I, I ended up partnering with the founder of Shelf Genie. We spun off. We've invested in franchises. I have other partners. We invest in franchises, so pretty prolific on that side. You know, but we've got good people running them for us, and it allows me to spend most of my time helping others do the same. So, uh, what we do at Frambridge Consulting, uh, we work with over 600 different franchise brands that we represent across a wide array of different industries, which we we can, can certainly get into. Um, but we ultimately play matchmaker. So, if someone says, "Hey, I want to explore franchising," we'll take them through a very consolidated approach, uh, pretty streamlined, to help them find the top 10 opportunities, give or take, in their market that for their situation would be the best fit based on a number of factors that uh, that we use. So it's entirely free to work with us. It's a great model, very much like executive search or real estate. We're funded by the brands when deals get done, entirely no trickle-down cost at all to our clients. So uh, yeah, love being able to help so many people across the country and uh, look forward to helping more. So what are some of the trends that you guys are seeing today? It feels like Post 2020, you know, more people came to the the harsh reality of, you know, life can shift on a dime. And, you know, if all is going to go to hell in a handbasket, you know, I might as well be in control of my own destiny and my own fate. And business ownership has seemed to see a surge since then. What are some of the trends that you guys are seeing in terms of entrepreneurship and people really looking at business ownership, specifically maybe in the franchise model where it's got some of this infrastructure, brands, and already kind of some of these proven models, you know, established. What are you guys seeing over the last couple of years and looking forward in that in that space? 
Yeah, you know, we've never seen so much interest. I think you still have record levels of cash on the sideline. People are nervous about the stock market, you know, only so many real estate deals to be had. And, and so people are looking for other ways to, to get a yield. And, uh, you know, once they realize that business ownership not only provides cash flow, but you're building an asset that you can sell down the road. You're also getting tax benefits along the way that you don't as a W-2. Um, we really see all different walks of life. We have doctors, we have Wall Street attorneys, we have corporate executives, we have existing business owners that are looking to expand their portfolios. That's very, very common. Um, and so, you know, some of our clients are getting into ownership for the first time. Some, uh, you know, have been owners before, either in franchising or not in franchising, which is always interesting because they say, hey, I've been there, done that. I'd much rather start on third base and have a lot of the road paved for me rather than having to do it all myself. Uh, so we're seeing all different walks of life. I'd say about one third of our clients are looking to make a shift where they will run the day-to-day -day operations of this new business. But about two thirds are looking to do what we call semi-passive or semi-absentee where essentially they keep their day job, but they put a manager in place to run the day-to-day -day operations. And they've got that support system and the franchise are on the sideline that can provide all the technical support and such to their manager. Um, you know, it's not totally turnkey. There's still work, but it is very doable and very common. And, you know, just to kind of finish the thought here, I'd say from an industry standpoint, we, we, you know, thinking about trends, I'd say non-trendy is the new trendy. Um, and so people want understandable, cash-flowing, boring businesses, you know, things that aren't going to be disrupted by Amazon, or maybe they're a little more resilient to recession. And so those are the types of things people are getting involved in you know, I'd say categorically, you know, property services and home services, very, very popular out there. Everything from insulation to gutters to dumpsters to concrete paving, you know, all these different niches. Um, you know, in some states, we're still doing a lot of oil changes, not so much in Sacramento where you are, you know, but, you know, there's still a long runway ahead for, for a lot of states. Um, you know, health and wellness is definitely an interest. I, I yeah. think fit, fitness is a little bit crowded within that. But but then it's things like, what are people going to spend on in case we do dip into a recession? We've been talking about it for a decade. What if we do? It's People will always spend on their kids, on their pets, on their aging parents, on their health, on their homes. Those are the categories that we see clients plugging into. So you kind of talked a little bit about the active versus maybe the absentee or maybe the semi-passive. How, how do you kind of bucket those and, and which categories would you say maybe some of the overarching larger business models fall into? Yeah, you know, I'd say, you know, and we, we kind of focus outside of food. And that, that's actually the title of my book is Non-Food Franchising. Um, and I'll say we certainly need the food guys and we appreciate them. Um, but my humble belief is there are easier ways to make money. And most of my clients would agree with me. Um, yeah, I'd say a lot of those are a little more active, a little more hands-on. Really, most of the companies that we work with across these different industries, they allow for that semi-passive model, assuming that you put a good manager in place. You know, you can have a great vehicle, you still have to have someone driving it. And so okay. I think it comes down to that. And that's a frequent conversation that I have with my clients. We ended up bringing a recruiter on to help our clients with finding that general manager. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are looking for that semi-passive. And the portfolio approach is very common you have a lot of people that say, hey, I have this vision of having multiple businesses under a portfolio. They may have synergies where they can play off of each other and you know, different economies of scale or on the back end from a resource standpoint, or they may be totally diversifying. You know, there may not be a lot of correlation. I, mean, I think of my client, Nathan, um, over in South Carolina, 40 years old, largest franchisee of two-minute-on-truck moving service, operates in like 10 markets, does 30 million a year. 
Well, he's built up a nice little organization where now every year he comes to me and he says, hey, John, what do you have now? And we do another deal together. And he puts one of his young guys who's proven himself, you know, maybe late 20s, mid 20s, even um, in charge of that business. And every deal that we've done, he's come back and bought additional territories within the first year. So it's very positive. And we just had a client in Philadelphia uh, this past week that had bought a franchise back in the fall. And he's the CEO of a, of a small business, a totally unrelated but he wanted to get into franchising and he's now got a great general manager in place. He bought half of Philadelphia. He just came back and bought all of Philadelphia for another franchise brand. And so, yeah, it's, it's this model of building out alternative investments that have tax benefits that oftentimes, you know, fit into a portfolio very much like real estate does. And I'd say 75% of our clients do invest in real estate too. I, I invest in real estate too. I love the asset class, but I think there's a lot of ways to diversify uh, outside of real estate too. I love that you kind of bring that up because I think a lot of people often think of, you know, the failures and the statistics that come with business ownership. Talk about how the franchising model really maybe de-risks it in some capacities and what makes a successful franchisee who's investing in these types of opportunities. Yeah, great question, Matthew. I, I, I you know, definitely. I don't want to sugarcoat it in any way. There's still work to be done. Uh, there's still failures that happen. However, when you look at the pure stats, 92% of franchises are still in business after five years. Wow. Correlate that to, uh, compare that to uh, non-franchise. I mean, it's a much, much lower number. Um, and some of the reasons for that are, you know, it's a proven model. It's been proven profitable in other areas similar to yours. And so you know that path to profitability from day one. You're not guessing at it. You know how to go out and execute. Um, you've got to coach on the sidelines in that franchise or the better you do, the better they do. And so you're in business for yourself, but not by yourself to be a little cliche there. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. You've got a group of franchisees that are running the same businesses in their markets. And so you're constantly sharing best practices and learnings uh, back and forth. Uh, oftentimes you have bulk buying power. You may get things, you know, at a better rate. Um, you may, uh, you know, you're operating from a large marketing data set, you know, out of the gate. They know the marketing that works. It's been optimized. You don't have to re-optimize it necessarily for your area. And so you really get a running start 
And what's really interesting is when you go to sell that business down the road, uh, oftentimes you get a higher multiple as well. Uh, there was a study done recently where they looked at over 10 years at 2,000 different transactions, uh, different exits, and they found that franchise businesses and like-kind industries to non-franchise businesses traded at a multiple one and a half times non-franchised. And so there's value seen in, upon that resale as well. So just a lot going forward. And, and again, I'll caveat it by saying not every franchise system is created equal. And that's where we come in and kind of help our clients understand, um, you know, not only the financial model, not only the competitive advantages of a business, but that leadership team to me is so important. You know, having been a franchisor myself, I just put a lot of stock in their track record of having supported successful franchisees. Um, you now I want to see industry experience, but then also franchise experience there at the top. So talk a little bit about somebody's interested and you know, they maybe don't know where to start. They don't know how much money to allocate. They don't know the timeline around this process. What does that overall, you know, paradigm look like for somebody that may be interested in, you know, exploring this opportunity? Yeah, absolutely. And I'd say a great way to start if you're not sure, you know, how far you want to go yet. Come out to our website, brandbridgeconsulting.com. It would be happy to share a free book with you. Our book, Non-Food Franchising, came out a few months ago. We've had great reviews on it. Um, so that could be a really good starting point. But um, no, from there, I'd say let's jump on a call, you know, 20-minute call. You know, I kind of know the questions to ask and the path to lead us down, but we'd love to get to know them. And then I'd come back to them about a week later. We'd have a fill, fill out just a little bit of information, but we keep it super high level because we usually work with executive level clients. But we'd come back, back about a week later with those opportunities in the form of a video where I walk them through hey, you know, here are the top 10 or so in your market. Here's the context and color on each one and the financials. From there, you would pick a couple. I'd make introductions. After your first call to the franchisor, you may say, hey, that's not for me. Totally fine. We had pause on it. But so oftentimes, Matthew, what happens is that one that was number four in your mind going in pops up to number one. And we just see the magic happening when you're looking at real deals and talking to real people about them. Um, so there's a whole process that fr franchisors will take you through. But they expose you to different parts of the business. You'll look at the financials, the marketing, the operations. You'll get to talk to other franchisees in their system, hear about their experience. Really, the goal is to get you as much information as possible prior to making that decision. Ultimately, they'll fly you in for what's called a discovery day where they'll you know, fly you in. You typically, you break bread, have dinner with them the night before, then spend a full day with their team, really making sure it's a good culture fit as well. And uh, through the process, we like to hold our clients' hands and get on touch-based calls on a frequent basis. Uh, we also have funding partners that can help with, you know, I'd say SBA loans are very, very common. A lot of times people will roll over an old 401k or IRA to fund the business. That's called a ROBS program. And then there are other mechanisms too, like HELOCs or portfolio loans or other ways to fund it. Um, from the hitting on the funding piece that you asked about, I'd say, you know, we certainly have some massive deals out there, laundromats, you know, multi-unit oil changes or what have you. But a lot of the things our clients are getting involved in, when you look at Franchise fees, startup cost, and working capital all in grouped together. We're probably in the you know 150 to 300 range is very, very common from an all-in investment. And the returns, the returns, I think, are what get people excited. You know, certainly it's across the board, but you can really deliver some high ROI that you can't achieve in the public markets and or many private investments. And just to kind of give a, an idea of what those you know returns might look like, you know, if somebody's investing 100 or 200. You know what? What is the the financial model yeah. behind return on investment of those investments look like? 
Yeah, you know, I'll give you an illustration. This is one that we had nine different clients buy into with different backgrounds. I think it serves as a good one. And I will say the financials on this one are better than some, um, but it shows you kind of that potential. And we we had doctors, we had an attorney, we had again business owners, we had insurance guys, we had corporate guys buy into this. But it's a gutter business, gutter installations, which is a six billion dollar industry. Can anybody name a gutter company? Probably not. It's a highly fragmented mom and pop type industry. So you come in with better marketing. You've got the call center on the back end answering the phone, providing a professional service there, better technology than both buying on the products. You come in, all in investment, you're right around 200000 on this one. And that contains a lot of different things. Um, they've had some franchisees hit seven figures in year one. This is one you can ramp up pretty fast. But their average franchisee across their system is doing 1.7 million in revenue per year. And this is across a lot of owners that we take this average 1.7 year drop in. I think it's 28% EBITDA or net margin to the bottom line. So call it, call it a little over 500,000. Most of my clients have bought into this, did put a manager in place. So let's say you're comping that manager at 100,000. You're still shaking out somewhere in the $400,000 ballpark. That's a pretty good return on an initial investment of two hundred thousand, and you get tax benefits, and you're building a business that you can sell down the road. So again, not everyone has a twenty eight percent natural margin. Some maybe right. in the teens or early twenties, but um, that shows the potential that some of them do have. Now, what are some of the mistakes you see franchisees make when stepping into this? What's well, maybe the mindset? Maybe some of the habits, disciplines that you know, they should be thinking about doing versus some of the not to do's. Yeah, you know, I'll just go back to my experience at Shelf Genie. When I was a franchisor and I saw 100 plus people running the same business model, what were the winners doing and those that were maybe lagging behind? Not to be cliche, but it's so true. If you're buying into a franchise system, there's a reason why you're buying into it. And I'd say our best owners were the ones that followed the system most closely. And that may be, who they chose to market to, what marketing vehicles they chose to, to go after. And we had some guys that came in and said, hey, I've got marketing in my background. I'm the smartest guy in the room type mentality. And oftentimes they wasted some money or they trailed behind, didn't ramp up as fast. So I'd say kind of trusting the system and uh, you know the guidance you're being given is a big one. Um, you know, Secondly, you've got to be good with people. I mean, the, this goes for franchising or just the workplace in general. But you know, if you're not someone that, attracts talent, someone that people could want to work for or partner with, you know, maybe a little bit more of an uphill battle. Now, there's some businesses that are very low employee. Maybe you hire someone to do that. But I do think there's a people component to it, no matter what role in the business you're playing. It's it's hiring talent. It's making tough calls when needed. It's being able to interface with the franchisor, with other franchisees, uh, you know, with potential clients or vendors, um, you know, just being you know, good people skills. Yeah. What are some of the models that you think are kind of running their their course and and coming to an end? And what are some of the ones that maybe you think are are exciting? Maybe not as proven yet, but that have some some potential on runway going forward. Yeah, as far as ones that are running their course, I mean, I do think boutique fitness is just a, a little bit of a crowded space. I think there's some overlap in there, so we can we, we're not doing a whole lot in there. There there are a couple models that we really like that are differentiated, but. Not doing as much there. Certainly, we stay out of food. I mean, we don't get into the whole froyo craze or anything like that. So, it's businesses that, again, stand the test of time that aren't going to go out of fashion and be in vogue. So, some of the models I like, and this will just be a good illustration. I love doing this of you know, what people are getting involved in that you never would have thought of. 
you know, there's a business we've done a couple of deals with recently where it's they they have temporary walls. Think around construction sites, which is oftentimes you know in hotels or in malls or hospitals. You always see construction going on somewhere, expansions yep. or renovations. Well, they usually put walls around those. So this is a business that sets up and leases out those walls. It's a great little business model, a great little niche. You collect rental fees on the walls month to month. And I mean, the, the financials are amazing on it. Um, you know, we do have a lot of interest in home and property services. You know, insulation, that's a $53 billion industry. Again, you can't name a brand in there, but you not only construction, but also renovations. And frankly, people just want to save energy right now with energy costs going up. So that's a space mm-hmm. that we like. Um, senior care, that's a very... Um, you know, crowded market, but for good reason. So many people are turning 70 every day. We, know, we all know that. But there's a model out there that we've had multiple clients buy into where the founder had actually run a 700 location senior care business in the past and came to the conclusion there's a better mousetrap to be had. And so he's taken those learnings, built it into this model. And um, and again, I'm, I can go down the rabbit trail on any of these, but um, yeah, there's a great dumpster business. You know, again, there are ways to go into an industry. And when you look at what they've done in every market they've gone into and how they've gained market share by going at it a little bit differently. Um, so it's fun. I mean, I enjoy this. You know, pets are a big one right now. There's just better ways. The pet grooming side, some are mobile, some are standalone, but they have more of a throughput model. It's all technology driven, almost like an assembly line. Um, so I love what I do because I get to see all these different models and then expose clients to them. Um, but like you said, some are more emerging. Some don't have 500 locations. Frankly, if it's one that you've heard of, it's probably sold out in your market because things are moving so, so fast. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're betting on the jockey. We're betting on the, the franchisor behind yep. the business, their track record, maybe with other brands, and then uh, just that white space in the industry. So let's say you're given $250,000 and you got to you got to put your money behind a, a franchise. You know, if you were to have to pick one, which one would you go with? Well, I just picked one, uh, another one uh, to add to my portfolio I signed last week. And I was down in Florida doing site selections. So I'm based in Atlanta, but was down in South Florida. Love the demographics down there. And this is one that it's custom orthotics and insoles. And they use 3D printing to fabricate these. Um, it's just, a, it, it's been around for 20 years, but they're in growth mode now. They've got a lot of white space, new leadership team that came in, bought the business a couple of years ago. And uh, I know the franchisor really well. I've helped him create a model. And this is like the holy grail of franchising. There's only three or four companies doing this, but it's a truly passive model where the franchisor will run the business for you. You get on one or two touch-based calls with the team every month, but essentially it's franchisee-funded corporate-run uh, model. And so I love it. I've probably got 15 clients talking to them right now because everybody loves this model. Everybody um, wants passive, right? Everybody wants passive, but oh, it was fun. Go ahead. What do, what do the numbers look like behind that? Yeah, all investments. So it is retail, but it's kind of retail light, maybe a 1,200 square feet, 1,400 square foot facility, you know, kind of have light on the equipment side. So all in the investment, you're looking at probably one... 50 to 175. And that includes some inventory as well. So okay. it's a working capital. Um, I, you know, they've got locations that do that do a million, that do 800,000. I've kind of based my pro forma on, um, you know, markets that do like 600,000 per location. And they're kicking off somewhere in the, you know, I'd say 22% range, but I'd pay a 5% management fee because he's running the business for me. So I'm yeah. going to 
conservatively say 15%. So am I going to get rich on one location? No, but am I doing, but that's why I'm doing multiple locations. And for the effort that's being put in, it's a pretty attractive return based on what I'm investing. And the thought is down the road. I mean, what he shared is that it'd be his intention to buy these back at some point down the road. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Love it. So for those that maybe don't understand that model, right? Essentially, you know, you're you're fronting some of the capital, taking on or taking off some of the risk for them in terms of growth and expansion, but you guys are both sharing in the potential upside and believing in and buying into what the vision is of what they're doing. Yeah, it's a good way of putting it. I love it. Now, talk a little bit about the tax benefits, because I think this is something that, you know, you got the cash flow and you got the returns of the investment itself. But talk about some of the tax benefits that people aren't necessarily, you know, paying as much attention to, or maybe they just don't understand or are aware of how that can really juice your returns as well. Yeah. And I'd say certainly talk to your CPA. I'm not one, but I do nerd out on this stuff. You know, outside of all your basic home office expenses and vehicle expenses and that sort of thing uh, that, that everybody knows about, I'd say there's just unique plays that you can do. Something I did recently, so I've got three young kids. Well, with our book that came out, they can now package and ship the books for me. You know, they'll do things like cleaning my office or what, you know, running errands, little errands. Um, and so I pay them each 12000 per year. Well, for me, that's a write-off for the business. I don't have to pay taxes on that. Yeah. But for them, they now have earned income in their little bank accounts. Well, they don't get to see much of that money because I did then move it to uh, a Roth IRA, you know, which is so great to start with kids. Yeah. Um, from a long-term perspective, and that puts them into a life insurance plan for them as well, which it's a great rate you get as a kid. So, um, yeah, it's one way of building generational wealth outside of just handing a business over to your kids. So, you know, there's a lot of little tricks like that along the way that you can do and employ. Um, you know, and I'm always researching new ones and talking to new CPAs, trying to figure out. You know, yeah, yeah, I ways, love that, right? ways to reduce my tax liability, right? Absolutely, and I just love that. You know, the business vehicle is is something that you know brings so many different tax benefits. But I love that you touched on the fact that you know you're you're paying your kids out of the business, which is a benefit to 
lowering taxable income inside the business. It's a benefit to your kids. The fact that you're using life insurance and building up, you know, that cash value and the, and you're, I'm guessing you're using infinite banking and, and playing that game. Right. And right. just, you know, this, this world, right. You can get as creative as, as you want to be. Um, and without the business, you know, you're not as, uh, the latitude to do some of that stuff is a little bit more restricted. Yeah, absolutely. No, and you set up multiple LLCs. And again, all this is above board, you know, it all checks out, but there yep. are ways that, that the government incentivizes you to do things like, you know, start companies and employ people. And I love that my kids get to see that firsthand as well. So I know that there's definitely going to be some people that are interested in this. And, you know, obviously we'll link up all the the links and resources on how to get a hold of you guys. But for those that, you know, are listening right now and want to learn a little bit more, maybe want to engage with you, maybe want to, you know, explore what opportunities are out there. What's the best place for them to do that? Yeah, come out to our website, franbridgeconsulting.com, F-R-A-N, franbridgeconsulting.com. Uh, sign up for a free copy of the book. You know, my assistant will send you a PDF version or audio version. Um, certainly, if you'd like to go out to Amazon and, and purchase it, then uh, all profits go to a great uh, nonprofit that we support, Hope International. Um, but you know, would love to jump on a call too and, and discuss this with you. We, you know, I, I've just had so many people reach out over the last couple of years and say, "Hey, this was never on my radar. I never really gave it thought, but I've had this desire to you know, diversify my investment portfolio or get into business ownership." I just love to learn more. So I love having those conversations. We've been able to help, I think, help more than anybody else in the country, um, any other firm. So I love doing that. And yeah, we'd love to engage. John Austin, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Enjoyed it, Matthew. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also going to get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools, so be sure to check those out at MillionaireMindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind-the-scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word NOTES to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.